which I just imagine that guy stumbling on this tape, throwing it in the VCR, and, like, his eyes, like, just become, like, like he saw an alien, like, when he was watching it uh, in that house. Is that basically what happened? Or is I mean, like, dead. I was going to say, how would you answer that, Matt, without a spoiler? Okay, without so a spoiler, I, I mean, so right. Don't yeah. say it, then. It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle, our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN, and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 203 of the Three Point Podcast. Our team includes Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Home, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the ALS Association of Michigan, and Z92.5, The Castle. All right, guys. Uh, as you know, for basically a whole year now, uh, it was right after the Super Bowl that I got these tickets to go visit my brother in uh, Tempe, Arizona. But the kind of the event that brought us there was this uh, the Waste Management Open, which for people who don't know, I'll give kind of a few bullet points about it. Basically, it's the it's five day tournament, you know, Thursday through Sunday or Wednesday, excuse me, the practice round. And they expect that there's going to be over 700,000 people uh, coming to this tournament, which is the most attended golf tournament in the world every year. According to uh, the Arizona State uh, University Business School. It's, it pumps about $400 million into the Arizona economy each year. But the thing that really brings this golf tournament to the next level is that it's essentially, they kind of dub it as like the, the future of golf tournaments or kind of trying to bring a new crowd into the golf tournaments because it's almost like a football game where guys don't have shirts on, they're chanting during putts, chanting during tee-offs, <laughs> they're losing their mind. There's one hole, it's like the 16th hole, it's a par three, it's called the stadium hole where it's literally like a whole like stadium built around this par three and Tiger Woods famously hit a hole in one in there uh, back in his prime and the crowd absolutely lost it. Uh, but basically it's just an excuse to drink beer from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. The ultimate day party event and we're sounds like we're going to it on Friday and I just flat out can't wait. That, that's what I was going to ask. I, you said you had tickets, but I was going to ask you, have, is it just practice round or are you actually going to one of the days? <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. And basically how the passes work is you pick any day you want, you know, Thursday through Sunday. From what I've heard, the best day to go is Saturday. 
So honestly, we still could easily go Saturday. We're debating on that. But another big thing I'm looking forward to is, is like, it's kind of like, it's like, a, it's just a whole party. Like while we're there, yeah. Sam Hunt's performing, Macklemore's performing, like Kygo, I'm not really a fan of him. He's performing as well. Like it's just a whole big celebration. Uh, yeah. So Chad, I just got to imagine you're just foaming at the mouth hearing about this trip because I thought that was like your whole retirement plan was that you were going to be going westbound or southbound during the winter, and in reality, you're just stuck up here in Michigan. Yeah, well, you, thanks for reminding me. I'm trying to ease into it a little <laughs> bit here in the in the first year. I'm technically semi-retired, but yeah, you're, you're bringing up going to Arizona, and we just got hit with a 14-inch blizzard last week, you know, and are yeah. still trying to survive that. But I, I got one question for you that it just sticks in my mind, the statement you made. You said 700,000 are attending this five-day event. Is that a, a true number? Yeah, I mean, that's from the last tournament. That's what that's ticketed uh, people. I mean, I, I grabbed this off of their website. So, wow. But it's, it's, I mean, like, yes, it's 700,000, but it's like, it's like cumulative for the whole right. weekend. It, yeah. It's not like there's 700,000 on the course. Right, right. You know, like a lot, a lot of people might just go for the practice round. Well, it, it still off. to me seems like a lot. Oh, you're talking about oh, practice. No, yeah, yeah, not, it'll be about the equivalent of what would be at like a football game. Yeah. I would guess, like for each day, you know, 100, 115,000, yeah. about the same amount that'd be at the big house. That's what that's what I'm predicting. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing on it. That's a lot of people. And it's right. definitely a party, especially it's kind of like grown because, you know, it was always a big deal, especially, you know, the hole you're talking about. And it was just like a party atmosphere. But like, it's definitely grown, like now with the concerts and it's becoming like a destination for people, kind of like the new age golf fans, you know, like who don't really care about the unwritten rules, the, you know, gentleman's game and stuff like that kind of, you know, drinking on the, on the course and like, you know, players are like chugging beers or like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like all that stuff that like you would not see at the masters basically, I, you know? I, yeah. So like, so I was, that's what I was going to ask Ted. Like, I know you're not like a huge diehard golf fan. You, you like the game, you know, the sport, like, do you, do you think golf should move more towards this or stick with, like, the Masters or, like, kind of somewhere in the middle? No, I mean, I'm kind of – I was just going to say I'm intrigued by this, and I will actually – I'll tune it on TV this weekend, you know, for some of the some of the events. I, I want to see what this is yeah. all about. Now, it's, it's going to be crazy, and I'd love to be there with you, Jared. I have to be honest with you. I don't know if I could hang with you guys, but it'd be fun to be there for some of it. <laughs> I think you could. I mean, one day – you could you could pull it back for one day. Okay. Uh, you know you still got that thing. I don't know about a whole weekend, which is not what we're doing. Uh, we'll be drinking at other. Uh, basically, what I've heard is that if you want to go to Arizona, this is the weekend to do it. This is like when the place is absolutely on fire. Um, right. It's as if like a Super Bowl was going there, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So it's it's gonna be awesome. But no, you can still you can still throw it back for at least one day, right? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you know another year or so down the road, uh, as I am in official retirement, maybe I can sneak out and do a weekend <laughs> to go hang out. But here's my question. Also, we know what the big event is. You're gonna go see live. What else is on your itinerary in the warm weather? Well, so. On Thursday when we get there, it's actually NBA Finals rematch, Suns versus Bucks. We're, we're contemplating going to that. Uh, tickets are about, you know, 70 bucks. There's some debate amongst the group if that's too much to spend. Like, I don't know about you guys. When I'm on vacation, what, uh, this is kind of bad to say, I do not check my bank account until I leave. Like, right. whatever something costs, it costs. If, it, if, if, I'm, if I'm debating, you know, what I want to do, 
Like they're throwing out like, Hey, let's just go to a hockey game instead. You know, it's $20. It's, you know, we'll say 50 bucks. The way I look at it, do I, what am I going to remember when I look back on my life going to see Chris Paul versus Giannis or going to see the worst team in the NHL, the Arizona coyotes. So I, that's the way I look at it. You guys kind of, you get vacation the same way where it's just lock the bank account for a few days and then check it when it's done. I mean, I, I think, Yes and no. I, I definitely, you're, you're making me relive like my days of being in my early 20s because when we would, you know, save up to go to Colorado for a ski trip or save up to go to LA to hang out with some friends. Yeah, that's how it would be. It'd be like just charge, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> now, yes, you know, I, it is kind of like if we go to Disney or, you know, whatever, it's like, let's, you know, live it up, have fun. Right. But you do remember like, ah, there are some bills waiting at home that we need to think about. You know, there's some stuff that we need to keep in mind. We got a car payment, you know, stuff like that. So, like, yes, I remember when I was your age having that mindset, like, live it up. We, we still kind of live that way, but, you know, you got to be a little responsible, especially, you know, with kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and I uh, I would just say, Jared, I'm on your team on this one. I mean, 20 bucks for a hockey Imagine game. That. Twenty bu- Well, 20 bucks for a hockey game that no <laughs> one gives a shit about or going to the NBA game for 70 bucks. I mean, that's a no-brainer I mean, to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but to say no one gives a shit about it, I mean, it is an NHL hockey game. We were just talking the other day about, like, you have to go to a Red Wings game. Like, yeah, going to see Chris Paul versus Giannis, that's, like, almost not necessarily once in a lifetime. You know, it's not that extreme, but that's a pretty cool matchup to go see. Right. I, it would be a hell of a time to go to an NHL hockey game and still slam some beers and, you know, go up on the glass and smack on the glass and stuff like that. It'd be a good time. <laughs> no, I hear what yeah, you're I saying. I would lean, I would lean N- NBA though. Yeah. I would always lean NBA. I, I hear what you're saying too. And I was just pointing it out that if you're on vacation, if you're going to spend an extra 50 bucks to go have some entertainment that you really are going to enjoy, that's, that's where I'd be. Yeah. yeah. That's why I look at it too. Uh, I'm just, but I'm just through the roof excited. I mean, mostly I'm looking at the snow falling outside the window right now. Yeah. Mostly just to get out of the thing, whether I packed away the swim shorts, <laughs> packed away the uh, short khaki shorts out of style nowadays. I'm basically going to be wearing those two clothing items, a t-shirt, and that's it. And I can't wait. <laughs> nice. Is this just a bro trip or is the girlfriend going with you? Nope. Uh, it's a bro trip. So yeah, there's six of us going. We got an Airbnb uh, from awesome. Thursday through Sunday, right in Scottsdale. So <laughs> We're just, man, when you, when you say, like, I can't believe how fast this has swung around because it felt like I got these tickets three years ago, and, or I, excuse me, just yesterday, and it's this event, this day is already here, and then we, we've all been there before, you know, Matt, whether it's the Disneyland trips or Ted, when you used to go to Florida every winter, I mean, you circle that day for oh, a year yeah. in advance, Absolutely. and when it finally comes, you just are through the moon excited. Matt, yeah. here's the bigger yeah. question. Uh, do you think uh, Jared's going to bail on our next recording of Three Point Podcast, or is he going to be able to sneak it in because i think you get back uh tuesday or you get back late monday what's monday. the what's the schedule yeah late monday uh you know to be honest that was gonna be dis- that was gonna be discussed outside of the pod because <laughs> i kind of have a perfect perfectly brew where i get back from the flight monday at like five but you know what monday is it's valentine's day so oh. that, that night will probably be taken up as well so we're gonna have to discuss that it might have to be i might be calling in from the airport all right we'll we can fi- do a, we could do a live three-point podcast from the airport or something sure. or, you know yeah. <laughs> we, we can figure it out but yep. no you, you always yeah those, those kind of trips you just like you said you circle them even like you know you you have some as, as you get older ted you definitely know it you sound sounds like you planned this one well in advance you do start to do that more oh yeah start planning vacations even a year and a half two years sometimes in advance and yeah like it's it's like that like for the longest time it's like ah it's still a year away still six months away you know whatever but then all of a sudden bam it's here and i and i know exactly i can tell in your voice 
you got a little skip in your step. He does. Yeah, when these when these when these vacations come up, like I always say, the most like satisfying thing, and I don't know if you guys do this. I'm sure Ted, you do, but it's setting that out of office automatic reply on your work email. <laughs> when you when you are like logging off for that last time before vacation, and you set that like, you know, I, I won't be checking my emails until blah 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 whatever date a week later. There's something so satisfying about that. It's just like, it's my favorite thing. 100%. So yeah, 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 I get it. I got a question for both of you guys. Now, you're, you're talking about vacations, and I know, Jared, you're aware of it. We might have talked about it, but we're uh, taking my dad, my siblings, and I are taking my 91-year-old father on a kind of a bucket list trip out to California in late March. And... Uh, I don't know if you guys do this or if you just roll by the seat of your pants, but I'm kind of a, I'm pretty anal and pretty organized, I guess is what you would call it. But I've got my calendar, the six days that we're going to be out there. We got, you know, I got everything kind of laid out as tentative things we're going to do on certain days. Do you guys go to that extreme at all or you just wing it? No. And that's actually, I was just talking about this with my buddy uh, earlier today. That's the best thing about this trip is we don't have a Ted with us. That's going to be, you know, <laughs> scheduling everything out. And you know the best thing about a vacation is relaxing. You don't have to be freaking climbing Mount Kilimanjaro every second you don't, you're not doing something. And I just have to throw this out because it, it's exactly what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. Uh, what type of person are you on vacation? I was overhearing my dad have a conversation on the phone with somebody in their family debating whether or not to get my 91-year-old grandpa, who can barely move nowadays, whether he should be flying in the economy or first class. And they were debating it like it was like deciding whether they were going to fight on the North or the South, like in the civil (laughs) war. And the fact that they were ever even debating that is what bothers me about vacations. Spend the extra $50, get a first class ticket. And it should never even been thought. I I don't know what plane you fly for $50 upgrade to first class. That's one thing. Are you kidding me? Spirit. (laughs) Spirit. Spirit Holy crap. (laughs) What world are you in? It's amazing. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make the decision, but you know, 91 year, 91 years old. Yeah. Maybe, you know, figure out a way to get him in first class. I I can understand that. I mean, but, uh, Yeah, he's taking. Don't worry about it. He's taken care of. But (laughs) I I, I don't doubt that one bit at all. But But I wanted to throw this in there, guys. Just I want to throw this in there real quick that. So, Jared, you like to operate. And this this is what drives me absolutely crazy when when there's logistics involved with, you know, six or seven people and you don't have a plan together at all. And then you get up in the morning, you go, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do? And it goes on and on and on. Back and forth, back and forth. No one wants to make the decision. Right. Yeah. No, you, you got it, Jared. Yeah, I that, see, again, I, I swear, every conversation we have, I'm like the middleman. <laughs> like, I see I see value in both because, again, I'm, right. I'm remembering I remembering having vacations like you, you Jared. You wake up at 11 because you're, you're staying up until 3, 4 in the morning. Uh-huh. So you just wake up, wake up groggy, drink some coffee, eat leftover pizza or whatever, and then it is like, what, you know, what do we want to do today? We want to stroll down to the beach or, you know, whatever. That, those kind of vacations are amazing because you don't have an itinerary. But if you want to maximize, you know, your time or where you're going, you do need a plan. You do need to be like, all right, we got to get to this, you know, or this place or whatever. And so you know, you, you, there, there needs to be a plan because, yeah, a lot of times, like you said, that it is that. I don't know. I don't care what we do. You decide. Yeah. And then, well, you decide. And then you, and the next thing you know, it's four in the afternoon and you haven't done anything. So, yeah, got to figure something out. Yeah, I agree. You know, you do, like, I guess here's where I stand. I do appreciate the guys who do schedule things out. 
uh, because it does make sometimes for a great vacation. But there's also a thin line where if you are right. over scheduling the damn thing yeah. and you're constantly running around and you're like, I had a buddy who is, and we're maybe getting too deep into this trip. He was like trying to set up a plan to go to Sedona right when we landed, which Sedona is like four hours away from Tempe. And he's like, kind of, he's like, he sounds like he's like 10 where it's like, well, we're going to Arizona, you know, let's make the most of it. Well, I'm like walking through like, I'm going to fly four hours there. Then I'm going to drive four hours to Sonora. Then I'm going to drive four hours back later that night. Like <laughs> you're spending more time in the car than on vacation. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I have a feeling that that's what that California trip is going to be. Yeah. It's going to have some great moments. You know, they're going to tell you how awesome it was when they get back, but when you're actually living it, you're going to realize they're driving, you know, four hours to Pasadena to go to the Rose bowl, then three hours back to go to the Pacific ocean. That's what that but, is. But, Jared, but especially with a, a 91 year old grandpa or dad, sometimes driving four or five hours to see the Rose bowl, that, that makes it 100% worth it. Cause right. it's kind of like, right. when, when is, when is the next time you're going to have a chance to do that? So sometimes that makes it worth it. This is funny as hell to me that Jared has all these opinions <laughs> about my trip. I'm telling you, but <laughs> I will say this. Well, tell me, does that have sound, that doesn't sound exactly what you guys are doing. You, you probably, you probably haven't even thought about the drive time. You hundred percent are going to be doing that. Oh, you're insane. If you haven't think, if you don't think we've thought about the drive time, of course we have. Yeah. And, and by the yeah. way, we're going to go, we're, we're going up to see uh, my niece, Stephanie. We're going to be staying up in her neck of the woods, which is about four hours north of LA we're staying there for two and a half days so we're gonna chill we'll have chill time and, and then when yeah. we get back to LA we're there for another three days so we've got it all figured out I'm just I'm just glad Jared's concerned about it but yeah just a couple other quick points on vacations though and again I don't know where both you guys stand on this Jared it sounds like when you go on vacation you look at it more as a chill time don't really have a lot of stuff back and forth and I think there's two types of uh, two types of vacations. There's a type of vacations where you just go somewhere to completely get away from it all, whether it be up north in the woods, whether it be in Florida on the beach, where you just have a book, you sit out in the sun, you don't do anything. That's vacation one. Vacation two, you need a vacation from your vacation because you work it so hard. You're doing, you're right. seeing all kinds of things. And that's, yeah. there's two kinds of vacations, right? Do you guys agree with yeah. that? Well, yeah. Some, sometimes your vacation is to go sightseeing. Right. You know, if you, if you go to like st or national parks and there's all these monuments and stuff, if you go to DC and you know, you're trying to hit up all these museums and monuments, monuments and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, sometimes your vacation is like to sightsee. Right. There's, there's nothing, I mean, speaking of Michigan or, you know, I, I love going to the beach. But like going up north and just like literally you do nothing yes. for a f like that four day weekend where you just, yeah, you wake up and you walk out to the campfire and you sit there for four hours doing nothing. <laughs> right. And then, you know, those kind of vacations. Yeah, that, I, I see like value in both. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you, Jared, like getting off the plane. Unless like that was your trip, unless your trip was to go sightseeing in Arizona, you know, okay. But when you guys are kind of, it's more of like a, you know, bro trip or whatever. Yeah. Like right. hopping in the car, eight hour round trip after flying out there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's gotta be cocktails yeah. right away. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. hundred percent. That's, and that's, I guess that's why they're, it's a perfectly fine balance. Like you said, that's why I like what we're doing, which is, Hey, we know we're going to be doing something for the Super Bowl, whether it's going to a bar or just getting a bunch of takeout food and watching it, you know, just a group of us. We know what we're doing on Saturday, the waste management. Hey, let's do something on Friday night. You know, mm -hmm. Give us something to do. Let's go see the, the wing, uh, hockey game or the NBA game. Thursday night, let's leave it wide open, whatever we want to do. Like I said, small, some, some structure, but you're not, you know, from 10 o'clock till 
1 a.m. or till 1 p.m. We're going to be hiking from uh, 1 till <laughs> 4. We're driving. Like, that's what I – that's what I'm worried your trip will delve into, uh, Ted. But Matt, Matt, what did your? I mean, your sisters just came and visited you. What did they do? Like, what yeah, did they roll? yeah. So yeah, my my sisters and uh, one of my nieces just came down to visit, mainly to meet the new little guy. But you know, they wanted to see us and my daughter too. But yeah, it was mainly to come meet the meet Wesley, the new new little nephew. Uh, but yeah, it, it was definitely. I mean, that's really what it was. That it was that kind of come hang out and just chill and, you know, hold the baby. And I mean, newborn babies don't really do much. So you just kind of yep. hang out and hold them and stuff. But, you know, we went out to eat and did some stuff, but no, this, this was definitely just like a visit kind of vacation for them. But yeah, it was, it was still good. It's always good to see family. I'm not, we're, we're planning a trip back to Michigan for the 4th of July. And my sisters were like, we can't wait that long to meet, <laughs> you know, our new nephew. So they had, they had to come down at least for a weekend and meet him. Right. So. So, yeah, it was a good, a good visit. What was it? This is a, kind of an off-base question, but what was it like having uh, older sisters when you were a kid? The way I look at it is it seemed like it would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, they bring their friends around. <laughs> you probably get a little bit more comfortable talking to girls, even when you're a little oh, kid, yeah. when you don't even realize it. It seems like it kind of is the – see, I had older brothers, and I wasn't exposed to that at all, but it seemed like that was kind of the better route to go. Yeah, no, I, I loved having older sisters, and both of my sisters are, are awesome, you know, fantastic sisters. So, yeah, it was cool, like, seeing – you know, getting it, and I was that like little brother that when they had boyfriends and would like bring them over, I would like follow them around. I'd want to hang out with their boyfriends because I thought they were like so cool and stuff like that. And <laughs> and I ended up, you know, like when my my one sister is only a year ahead of me, so you know, especially oh, at Toronto, perfect. we basically yeah we had a lot of the same friends almost. She dated a couple of my friends. I ended up dating a couple of her friends like in high school or whatever. So yeah, like stuff like that is cool. I, I yeah. I, I love being like the the little brother with with older sisters. Definitely some perks to that. Yeah, I missed out a little bit on that. I, I had younger sisters, but my older younger sister, I, I was able to go out with a couple of her friends as I uh, I was kind of the <laughs> older guy. You know, I was only two and a half, three years older. But uh, yeah, having an older sister would have been really cool. I, I could see that hundred yeah. percent. And it looked like your sisters had a blast down there with the family, huh? Oh yeah, I mean they just they they eat up all that you know little baby snuggles newborn baby it's snuggles. awesome yeah, <laughs> nothing better yeah that's all you do that's all they do so. well well yep. it sounds really good and uh you know i didn't i didn't realize that jared was going to get so involved in my vacation but i'll leave him alone on his he can have well, fun you, you know what's funny is that you keep bringing it back around I think it really bothers you how many chords I really struck with that trip. No, you the only <laughs> chord you hit was that you were commenting at all on it. That's that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, should we put our 91-year-old dad in uh, economy or first class? And that's funny, that's too. That, that, that did hit a chord because I don't even know where that came from. That's, that's no, funny. That's 100% true that you guys were debating that. We weren't debating. Maybe, maybe Ted wasn't involved in that debate, though. No, I, I wouldn't have called it a debate. It was it was discussed a little bit, you know. But but Jared's <laughs> comment about why is it even discussed? Why, why was, was it discussed? Because there's a whole to figure it out. Everything has to be discussed. What do you mean? Why was right, it discussed? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> plus, it costs what it costs. We got to do it. That's what that should have been. Okay, good, good. Jared, Next time we're, we're gonna we're gonna save this conversation for when your dad is older and you and your brothers are. are there you go. Vacation like this. Yes, that will work out perfect. <laughs> Can't wait. I'll but remember. Did Ted, so 
Ted, I got to ask before we move on. So yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared brought up your requirement or your requirement, your <laughs> retirement. Yes. And was taking shots at how you're spending your retirement. Right. Does the snow and you, you guys are talking about the big snow. Yeah. And I'm sure you had to do some shoveling and some snow blowing snow and all blowing. that. Yeah. Does, does that kind of thing make you want more to be a snowbird down in the south, you know, with dealing with that snow? Uh, it does. It, it does. But, you know, to be honest with you, the snow really never has really bothered me much. It's the cold. It's the cold and the wind, you know, when you're outside. Yeah. And that wind just comes whipping through you. I kind of like the snow. And I, I like actually right. snow blowing. I think I've said it before. But to, it to, to really give you an answer, though, yeah. I mean, you know, I could definitely see a couple years down the road, you know, once I ease out of basketball broadcasting because I'm trying to, you know, break Casey Smith in. Jared, you know, he kind of moved away, so he's temporarily out of the mix for taking over, you know, high school play-by-play and color stuff. But maybe he's still on the list to, to join when he has free evenings. But, you know, I got to get that kind of set in place. That's why we didn't go anywhere this year. I yeah. have my commitment, and plus uh, I still working part-time. When I'm 100% retired from my other career, then then I'll definitely be going to Florida for at least a month or two, for sure. Or somewhere yeah. warm. Yeah, just yeah. Well, speaking of that, I asked my sisters when they when they landed Friday or Saturday morning. I said, "So, what, how cold was it in Michigan?" They said, "When we left, it was three degrees." I was like, <laughs> "Oh God, oh man!" And what was it down don't, there? Don't miss that. And what was it down uh, there? Is that, it was actually kind of cool this past weekend. It was low forties, okay. so it was it was a little cool, but but yeah, it definitely wasn't three. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're here in the snow. We're here in the blizzard. That means winter sports are wrapping up, and we're gonna get deep into a whole potpourri of different sporting events and stuff right after this from our friends. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys, like I said, potpourri of sports. You got the Super Bowl coming up, the Olympics. I don't know if you guys are following that at all. Michigan football, we're going to definitely get into here. Pistons are awful, 12 and 41. <laughs> the Red Wings, mediocre. I mean, they had an interesting race out at the L.A. Coliseum. I mean, right now, really, this last week, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And, of course, everybody's favorite, the Pro Bowl. But but uh, let's, yeah, let's start, first of all, let's start with what has happened. We talked about it on our, uh, our video a little bit that we posted when all the news broke about Harbaugh coming back. But let's get it on the table right now and have our little discussion on it. Jim Harbaugh coming back. His coordinators are gone. Thoughts? It obviously was like one of the biggest roller coaster of emotions type of thing. I mean, that the day that the news broke that he was coming back, we had basically record. We had basically resigned to the fact that he was gone. I mean, everything was pointing to that he was going to be in Minnesota with the Vikings. We even recorded our reaction videos to <laughs> him being gone. I mean, yeah. I, I think everyone in the world thought that he was gone because he was going. It wasn't just like a phone call. He was going to Minnesota to interview. So it just felt like he was gone. Then all of a sudden, boom, he's back to me. Like I, I, you know, and and so a lot of people are taking shots. Oh, he didn't get offered. So, you know, he wasn't good enough. You know, whatever people are wanting to say, I think like they just, the the two parties just like didn't come to an agreement. 
I think Harbaugh went out there probably with, you know, maybe his demands or what he wanted. Minnesota had their expectations of what they wanted out of the head coach. And, you know, they, they weren't seeing eye to eye. And if you're going to hire a new head coach, especially someone like Jim Harbaugh, you better be like full on board. You better be like, this is 100% our guy that, you know, we're going to, we're hiring Harbaugh. This better be like the guy for the next four or five years or whatever. And I, I just don't think like they were seeing eye to eye and Harbaugh even said that, like he got out there and it kind of got like a gut feeling like, yeah, this isn't going to work. You know, this isn't what I wanted. So I'm going back to Michigan. I personally have absolutely no problem with it. It actually like started to bother me seeing so many people just like up in arms over him, like exploring his NFL options. Like people don't do this every day in the real world with their jobs. I mean, Jared, right. you work in the media world, Ted, you, you know yeah. all about the media world. People in media do this literally all the time. If you start in a smaller market, you are always trying to work up to a bigger market. And it doesn't mean that you're unhappy. I worked at Fox 17 in Grand Rapids, loved my job, loved Grand Rapids, loved that station. Jared, you work there. It's a great place to work. I, I was happy, but I wanted to um, work at ESPN. I wanted to kind of like move up or whatever you want to say. Just right. because I interviewed at ESPN doesn't mean that like I was like throwing Fox 17 under the bus or I was unhappy there. It was like, I can't turn down this opportunity to interview at ESPN. And I, you know, obviously much smaller scale, but I see that that's what Harbaugh was doing. He just had his best season at Michigan. So if he was going to go back to the NFL, this was he, his like stock was high. So he explored his options. Didn't work out. He's back at Michigan. I have no problem with what he did. I guess the only, the only, and let me just, uh, first thing I'll say, I'm so glad he's back, man. I'm yeah. glad he's back. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I don't care that we lost coordinators. If you would have told me, hey, we're going to lose these coordinators or you're going to lose Harbaugh, give me losing uh, the coordinators every, all day, every day. But the thing, I guess the one like kind of thing that's different in your comparison, Matt, is basically this would have been as if before you even went and interviewed at ESPN or let's say you did your first round of interviews and you were coming back for your second. You, it's like as if you would have paraded around Fox 17, like saying your goodbyes, acting like you were you know, moving to the big leagues just to have it where you show up and they're like, oh, we're not hiring you. That's basically what happened to Harbaugh. I mean, he pulled Michael Scott. He was going to New York, thought he was basically going to become the new David Wallace. <laughs> and as soon as he got there, he realized, oh, no, this is a whole nother interview. This is not, you know, finalizing the deal. This is you are going through a whole nother interview with us. And I think it kind of caught Harbaugh off guard and maybe made it so he didn't interview that great. Uh, and it basically made it so the Vikings said, we're not going to hire you. And he ended up coming back. And like you said, I, I love what he said to Ward Manuel. And people are going to say, oh, well, he said that before, but I really do believe him when he says he's not going to do this every offseason. It'd yeah. be different if Harbaugh was coming back basically with the assumption that next offseason can do the exact same thing. If that was the case, I wouldn't really want him back that much because yeah. it's like, what's even the purpose? What? We have another good year just so he can leave and we have to restart. Might as well get the restart over with and see who we can get. But yeah, I really do think that it was just kind of a miscommunication where he misunderstood what was going on. He thought he was going to be courted by the Vikings and I think the Vikings are basically just bringing them into interview. And I think that's where the disconnect happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I will say this. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a bit of a weirdo, but he's our weirdo. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad he's <laughs> our weirdo because you know, you, you're right, man. I mean, he did go out for a job interview. Okay. That maybe that's, he wanted to hear what they had to say. Maybe the money would have been something where he just had to take it. But like I said, in my instant reaction video, I think I've come around a little bit more, and I'm glad Harbaugh's back, 100%. But I, I did yeah. have a little tinge of a feeling like, yeah, what happened to that? I'd, I'd coach this team for free. And, you know, all the gung-ho <laughs> gung karma 
that they had going, you know, to end that season other than that final game. I mean, Big Ten champs whooped on Ohio State. Uh, like Jared had said, I think I said it in my in my video when we thought Harbaugh was going. I mean, Jared said it best. Why can't we have good things, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it just kind of hit me a little bit that he was a bit insincere, you know, with all that crap he had going in. And I am glad that he did say He's not going to be doing this every year. Maybe it's something he had yeah. to say, but I'm glad he did come out and say that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe there's a little insincerity to it. I think Harbaugh is is as genuine a person as there is. When he literally, when he says like, "Who's got it better than us?" Mm-hmm. Attack every day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I think he's like as genuine with that. He's as genuine a weirdo as there is. He's not trying to like <laughs> impress anyone. You know, he doesn't care what Twitter thinks. He doesn't care right. what the media thinks he, he does whatever the hell he wants and doesn't care what anyone thinks, you know? And, and one thing too, that I, that I think about, and obviously we're giving our opinions on our platform, on our podcast. Absolutely. So I'm not, not trying to take a shot at this, but like ultimately who gives a shit what we think or, you know, what, <laughs> what a bunch of the people on Twitter think what, what matters to me is seeing that all the reports about the players in the locker room, basically encouraging Harbaugh to go explore his options. Because they said, like, there was multiple reports from not just, like, slappies, from actual, like, Michigan reporters saying that players talked about how when they talk about maybe going to the NFL, should I leave early, you know, should I explore my options? Harbaugh always encourages them, yes, explore your options. Go talk to an agent. Go talk to scouts. See what see what your actual, like, draft stock is. I'm, I'm here for you. If you want to come back, then you're on our roster. You know, he, he encourages them to explore their options and see, you know, what their draft stock is. So to hear the players say the same thing, like we want you back at Michigan, but if this is your shot to go get that Super Bowl, you know, go chase that dream. And, you know, he obviously talked about like, he, he still had the itch to go try and win a Super Bowl. He got to a Super Bowl and lost. I bet you that still like punches him in the gut every once in a while or probably every day, you right. know? So like he, you know, he, he, he thought about it and maybe too, like when he got there, he thought about, is the Vikings real? Like, if I'm gonna do this, is the Vikings the best spot? Yeah. You know, maybe some of that, maybe some of that stuff came up. Um, you know, so like, I think it's all that. But like, it's just like if if the players are still on board, and you know, it, the whole Mike McDonald thing, like we, I think we all knew, like he was basically a band-aid defensive coordinator. He was always gonna go back to the NFL. I was hoping it would be like a year or two from now, but you know, he he was always gonna go back. You know, if the players are on board in the locker room, that's all I care about. If all of a sudden, you know, if, if all of a sudden 20 dudes hit the transfer portal and a bunch of recruits start dropping out, then it's kind of like, uh, what's going on? But if the players are on board, man, whatever. I don't care what Twitter says. Yeah, and, and that was the thing. No players really badmouth them. It seems like they're all welcoming them back with open arms. Believe me, players are so online nowadays, you would know if they yeah. were not uh, rowing the boat for Harbaugh when he comes back. One thing that was funny about, like, his story with Album or whatever was how he basically made the college football championship seem like just a complete afterthought, which I mean, it is to the Super Bowl, but you don't, maybe you don't need to come out and basically shit on it and say, well, I guess we'll go for this now since I can't go for the Super Bowl. This is the next best thing, I guess, whatever, you know, we'll go for it. I thought that funny, but no, glad to have him back. The coordinators are gone, which speaking of which the biggest news that happened was that uh, Josh Gaddis, the uh, coordinator of the year award that he won, you guys have known, Ever since he was hired to after he won that award to now with him ultimately leaving, I've never been a Gaddis guy. No. And yeah. basically what, what this has shown me with him leaving and how he left, and we don't need to dive into the rumors and whether they're true or not. If you don't know, basically uh, there's a rumor going around about him with, with a recruit's mom. 
Uh, we don't need to dive any deeper with that. And basically what happened, the rumor is that I've heard is as soon as the rumors were out that Harbaugh was leaving, Gaddis basically made it clear that he wanted the Michigan head coaching job. And the boosters and Ward Manuel basically said, because of these rumors, you know, whether true or not, you will never be the head coach here. And because of that, Gaddis said, well, why the hell am I staying? So he left. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I wouldn't blame him if that, if that is the case. But I just felt like I was kind of vindicated on this guy. You know, yes, he's a good coordinator. I actually went through and looked up what his offenses have done at Michigan. Last year, they were 15th scoring offense. 2020, they were uh, like literally like 100 at 100th. I didn't even go through and count. They were so low on the list. 2019th, 61st. And the best year that he ever had was basically when Harbaugh decided he was going to superimpose his, you know, offensive philosophy back onto Gaddis, and they finally started succeeding. So I, right. I don't think it's a huge, like, yeah, it, it, it sounds bad because he won the Coordinator of the Year award. But even when he won that, I think all three of us were at agreement. We're not sure how much of that was truly him compared to just Harbaugh. So I don't really think it's a big loss, and and that's the way I look at it. Yeah, big name. He's gonna bad mouth us on his way out. Basically, say how the administration doesn't trust him. Dude, we didn't want him as the head coach anyway. And it sounds like that's where he wants to go. So might as well just get rid of him now. And yeah. I, I don't really see it as a big, big loss. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out quick how, how much of an impact he actually had on the offense. You, you start to wonder if if he left like that, maybe Harbaugh actually, like, had more control of the offense than we knew if, if Gaddis was that easy. I mean, think about all the players that Michigan has coming back on offense. Like you said, Ted, all the momentum that they have, mm-hmm. and you're the offensive coordinator of the year, and you're going to go to Miami, which is like ultimate rebuild mode right now. That's what was a little bit like, really, Miami? It's not like you went to Georgia to be offensive coordinator. Like, oh, okay. Right. So, so, yeah, I think, well, maybe maybe Gaddis wasn't doing that much with the offense. You know, who knows? But, again, the kind of what I said about Harbaugh, I kind of feel the same way. The players don't seem that upset that Gaddis left. They seem more happy that Harbaugh's back than Gaddis left. Yeah. So if that's how the players feel, whatever, man, I'm cool. <laughs> what, what's the gut feel, fellas? Is it is it going to be wise? Is it too early for a Mike Hart uh, promotion, or do they go I, outside of uh, the university? I read a couple of articles on like who would you know just your classic like who are the top five candidates to replace Gaddis, and three of them were were Michigan guys. Uh, Matt Weiss, he seems to be the big name, the QB coach. Sharon Moore. He, former co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. He's another name thrown out there. Mike Hart, you said it. I love the story of Mike Hart being the offensive coordinator, even if he's qualified or not. It would be awesome to see. The the two other names that were thrown out in this article, which basically make me realize that it's going to be a promotion from within, Tom Herman, zero yeah. chance that guy comes to Michigan. Too much right. baggage. Right. Uh, the former Ohio State ties, no chance. Uh, and then the other one is Bill O'Brien. Which yeah. Why yeah. the hell would Bill O'Brien go from Alabama to Michigan? Makes zero sense. So yeah. what that tells me is they're just going to have to promote one of these three guys. And whoever Harbaugh picks, I'll trust. Yeah, and it, I mean, I saw some people with the Bill O'Brien, maybe this would be kind of like the Mike McDonald thing. Come be offensive coordinator at Michigan for a year or two, then maybe that leads to, um, you know, a head coaching job, you know, wherever. But I, I highly, highly doubt that's going to happen. I think, yeah, it'll probably, especially because we're basically approaching mid-February now, it's probably just going to be someone from within because they've, they've got two or three guys there who are kind of like in waiting, you know, to get that promotion. So I, I did see some reports that, that Mike Hart is actually like rumored or talked about to go back to the NFL. Like he's talked about he does want to still coach in the NFL. So I'd, hmm. I'd be curious what happens there. I just almost want like stability. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, like yes and no. I, it's cool to have like stability, same coaches. You know, we did have Gaddis for a few years, so that was cool. But at the same time, like Alabama has turnover at, in their coaching staff all the time too. And it, it's just kind of part of the thing. As long as 
as long as Harbaugh is there as like the centerpiece, you know, that that's what keeps things stable. Yeah. I was going to bring up the Alabama thing. I know you tweeted it and that's a, that's a good analogy. I mean, you know, he's going to bring in somebody each side of the ball that, that he's going to be confident with. And that's good enough for me. And Alabama does it all the time. And if, yeah. if you don't want to emulate Alabama, then you're not really going to seriously go for a national championship then, are you? No, not at all. Exactly. All right. Well, you know, and I know Harbaugh gets a lot of grief, uh, or did at least until winning the Big Ten championship this year. But I know we've brought it up many times. You look at his overall coaching record, the dude can coach. I mean, he was 49 and 22 in the NFL with a Super Bowl appearance. And then college, I mean, 119 and 51. I mean, and a Big Ten championship now and a national championship tournament appearance. That's pretty good. And he did beat Ohio State finally. So not bad. Yeah. It really, really, the Ohio State thing was like the biggest hiccup. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and then winning the Big Ten, you know. But, like, yeah, I, people who act like he's, like, just not, like, a good football coach, they're just they're just complete haters. But, you know, speaking of the Super Bowl, you mentioned him getting to the Super Bowl. So, like, yeah. And, uh, how, how do you guys feel, like, our, I mean, Ted or Jared, you've got a vacation coming up. And, <laughs> yep. you know, Ted, you're buried in the snow right now. But, like, does it even feel like the Super Bowl's around the corner? Or, like, are you guys kind of excited because it is Matt Stafford and, you know, Joe Burrow? Or is, does it kind of feel like an afterthought? I don't know if it can live up to the Pro Bowl, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I got to get your thoughts on the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Talk about Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, yes. I mean, I feel like it's the start of Super Bowl week. Once it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it really starts to ramp up. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl doesn't need any big runway. As soon as it's 6:30, and you know you have at all Sunday getting ready for it, you, you, we all know we're going to be in front of the TV. They almost don't even need to sell it anymore. Um, it's such a great event, and the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm already looking forward to that as well. But no, I'm I'm loving it. But I mean, we talked about it last week. The big storyline is definitely Matt Stafford for us Detroit fans. Whether he's gonna, you know, be the classic Stafford and maybe fall apart at the biggest stage is it's it's enough drama for me to be tuned in. Or if he's finally gonna, you know, pull through and and 100% silence all the haters. Uh, I can't wait to see that. And then you just have the underlying story of Burrow. Mm-hmm. This guy's a one man. He's not a one man team, obviously, but about as close as you sometimes can see in terms of NFL team. And I just can't wait to see what he does. If he lights the world on fire and wins the Super Bowl, I mean, he's going to be the hottest name in maybe the entire country, whether it's celebrity, athlete, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's going to want a piece of that guy. Uh, So I'm just rooting for both teams. And that's why I think my favorite bet probably has to be uh, just like the over. Take the over, uh, blindly bet it, and just hope that some points are scored because it should be a fun game. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, you would think, but with those two teams, you would think the over is a pretty safe bet. What is the over? Uh, I don't. You know what's funny is I prepared about 15 different lines that I like, and the over, I, I'm just blindly betting it. I didn't even take the time to look at it. I okay. know the the official line is is Bengals plus four. I know it's it's moved in a lot of sports books to plus four and a half, and I would be surprised if by game time it's five. Mm-hmm. But let me just roll through some of mine, yeah. you guys. I'm going to roll through them. You guys tell me uh, which ones you like, which ones you don't. So Bengals plus four and a half. I already threw that out there. Money line is plus 70. I'm actually leaning toward the Bengals for all my bets, uh, but that's just because of how big of a Burrow fan I am. Speaking of that, uh, plus 225 Super Bowl MVP. You might think, well, well, Stafford is probably the better bet, but Stafford's even odds to win Super Bowl MVP. So at that point, you might as well just, you know, bet uh, the Rams to to win uh, because that's essentially what it would be. Another one I like, Cooper Cup. Uh, parlay action here two, for him to have two or more touchdowns it's plus 250 for him to win Super Bowl MVP it's plus 500 so if I'm if I'm if I love cup which Ted I know you do Matt you yep. already said he's pretty, you're probably gonna buy a jersey of him parlay those two plus 750 
if he has a great game, you're going to be a very uh, wealthy man. Uh, Matt Stafford, like I said, uh, if you just are kind of rooting for the whole Stafford storyline, his over over under passing yards is 280. If you're thinking he's just going to have a great great Matt Stafford gunslinger game, just take the over on that and and move on. Uh, another one I love, I love the Rams minus one first quarter bet. Uh, I love this one because the Rams jump out, you know, on teams, whereas the Bengals are, you know, a slowly developing team, usually a second-half team. I love that bet. And then another one I love, Bengals over 21.5 total points, minus 120. I mean, really, we don't think they're going to score 22 points. That's all they need to score to win that. They don't need to win the game. They just need to score 22 points. That's another bet I like. I don't think they're going to get blown out. They're definitely not going to get blown out if they score 22 points. So I think that's almost a lock. Couple, I'm going to throw two more out for you guys. Both teams to score a rushing touchdown, plus 150. You hear that, and Ted, I know you're hearing that. You're probably thinking, like, what the hell? That's obvious. Both teams are going to score a rushing touchdown. That's the way I look at it, too. Plus yeah. 150 seems like a lock. Three of my favorites. These are the last three I have for you. First sack to be recorded, Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller in the Super Bowl, it's like he's the best defensive player ever assembled. We remember the Denver Broncos versus Carolina Panthers Super Bowl uh, back in 2015. The guy had a night. For If he records the very first sack of the day, it's plus 500. I love that bet. I also love Aaron Donald plus 350 to have the very first sack. We know how bad the Bengals' offensive line is. It's no surprise that they're probably going to be facing the Rams' defensive liners. Uh, last thing I have, and this is actually a bet I won uh, back in the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl. Any non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass, <laughs> plus 1,500. If you remember the Philly special, the touchdown that Nick Foles uh, caught, I had the same exact bet parlayed with the Eagles to win money line. And because my bookie was such a scam, basically the like thousand dollars I won, I was never able to withdraw. Oh. So it was basically for nothing. Uh, we don't need to get in that story. We've gotten to that story a few times on this pod before. Right. Um, but yes, I love this bet. Any non-quarterback to throw a passing touchdown plus fourteen hundred. I've won on it before. It's a winning bet. Teams always whip out the trick plays. Don't be surprised if you see Cooper Cup throw a double pass. That's all I'm going to say. So those are my bets. Did any of those sound good to you guys? Well, to me, almost all of them sound good. <laughs> I mean, you broke it down pretty well, and obviously uh, uh, a little hop in your step for sure. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Uh, I, I had to burn through them, man. I had a lot. That's awesome. But I would say the the points for the Bengals, that seems to jump out at me as as the most sure thing. I mean, that's over 21, 22 points is what you said, I 21 think. 21 and a half. Yeah. yeah you need 22 points to win it. That and, the, that and the rushing touchdown one. Those two those two jump out at me. But I got a question for you, too, before Matt answers. I mean, how many of these are you actually jumping on? I See, the way I look, I like to kind of put all my eggs in one basket. Uh-huh. So I'm not, like, constantly looking at my phone, seeing what I bet, what I didn't bet. Okay. You know, rooting for Cooper Cup, but then rooting for the Bengals to win it. So I'm actually leaning toward basically a Bengals heavy uh, bet, which I'm thinking I'm taking Bengals money line plus 170 parlayed with Joe Burrow Super Bowl MVP. That's the way. I, I mean, is there a world where if the Bengals win it, Joe Burrow doesn't win the MVP? I don't think so. So Hard I'm just to parlaying those two together. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, there was the year that Julian Edelman won MVP. Right, right. Um, you know, so it does happen. It can happen. Something, yep. something crazy, a running back hasn't won Super Bowl MVP since 1997. Terrell Davis wow. was the last one. That's just kind of crazy to think about. You, you know, your running backs usually have a pretty big impact, but right, yeah, it's yeah, just I mean, kind of crazy. To, the whole, you the off whole real quick, Matt. Um, the, yep. If you remember, the James White had like what was it, like seventeen catches against yeah. the Falcons, and they still gave it to Tom Brady. So that's almost a pointless bet to ever make. But <laughs> right. yeah, a, a running back would. I mean, if James White didn't get it, a running back would almost have to have like a historic night yeah. to win to win MVP. The whole non-quarterback throwing a, a touchdown, I I think is. 
it's becoming more and more likely just because so many teams do those plays. The Rams always have Odell Beckham throw passes, so you would think that, you know, that that might right. be one. But yeah, some of those are intriguing. I'm just I'm fired up. I mean, the game's going to be good. I want to see Stafford play, but I, I am super excited for the halftime show. I mean, it, my my generation is just like I mean, everyone's excited for it. But like for my generation who like grew up with that music, I I, I can't wait to see those dudes perform. I'm I'm mildly excited about it i'm looking forward to yeah. eminem but i'm sure he'll only be on there for maybe a minute or so yeah. right for those who don't know the big performer it's snoop dogg mary j blige eminem dr dre and kendrick lamar who kendrick yeah. lamar a lot of people my age basically call him the best rapper they've ever heard right. so that's kind of where he comes into the situation it, it, it all depends on the songs they play that's the way i look at it it wouldn't surprise me if eminem comes out and plays like his 2020 type rap which is just horrendous uh, and if he does that it's not going to be a good show same thing with snoop dogg same thing with dr dre play the hits yep. and this has all the makings to be a great super bowl show that that, that uh sigh or whatever you want to call that from ted man yeah that sounded like so get off my lawn <laughs> quit playing this new age music the, uh, i mean i get eminem's music has changed a little bit he might try and you know do something new uh, with something like not. this you got to play the you got to play the hits you yeah. got to go back I mean, you have to know that him and Dr. Dre are going to probably do Forgot About Dre. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to play, you know, Snoop Dogg's going to play all his hits. Maybe they try and do some something new. But, you know, yeah, when you've got everyone in my generation, like, as this fired up for it, we, we don't want to hear the new stuff. We want to hear all the hits. That, that's all we want to hear. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. what, they have actual airtime of what? Do they even have 15 minutes? I think it's right around 15 minutes. Yeah. I've never thought that a halftime show is like too short. I think it, it gives you enough time. I mean, it's a lot of people they're cramming in. Well, that's what I mean. A lot of people and a lot of different I, songs. Right. So yeah, it's like, going to have to be like, it's going to have to be like the medleys. biggest mashup yeah. ever, <laughs> but it, it's going to be good. And you know, I, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. I know the, the commercials always come up. I mean, Ted, you, I know you're, you're always excited about the commercials. I'm, you know, I, <laughs> I watch them, but the thing, the thing now is like commercials get released like on Twitter and on YouTube or whatever before the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, there, there's going to be some new ones, but even the commercials have almost lost a little luster too. Yeah, and that's why, because you used to look forward to seeing them debuted on the Super Bowl, and now they're released beforehand. It, it, it kind of defeats yeah. the purpose, really. Or or <laughs> they, like, tell you what ones are coming. Like I saw this morning uh, Scarlett Johansson and his and her, her husband right. are doing one for Alexa, and I didn't see the whole ad, but, you know, they were talking about it. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, Scarlett Johansson is definitely on my list, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a surprise now, you know. They, right. they, they, like, ruin the surprise. So. Well, it should yeah, be we'll fun. Um, what are you guys doing for the Super Bowl? Are you, are you just hanging out? Are you having a big get-together? Here's the way I've always looked at Super Bowl parties. They're fun. But at the end of the day, you end up not even watching the game, and it kind of sucks. So that's why I used to love going to the parties when I was a kid. But now that I'm an adult, just lock me in my house, get a pizza, get some dessert, get some, uh, you know, passing around foods, ham roll-ups, and just shut up and watch the game. That's what I look at it now. I feel like the, the biggest thing, if you want to watch the game, don't go to a Super Bowl party. Right. Because you're, you're always going to have people trying to small talk you. You're always going to have that asshole that claps as loud as possible <laughs> after every play, standing up, yelling at the TV because he doesn't even know what's going on. He's acting like, you know, he's really reliving his glory days. Yeah, back yeah. when I played football, this is what I used to do. So you got that guy distracting you. You've got kids probably running around screaming and yelling. If you actually want to watch the game, stay home or maybe have a couple friends over something like that. But if you don't really care about the game, yeah, go to a party because the spread is probably going to be amazing. The food is probably going to be great. 
but no, I'm, I'm we're just staying home. We're, I'm just gonna stay home. Yeah, we'll probably get some takeout, watch the game. Hopefully, watch Stafford win win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jared had a good take there. I can't believe it for the young fella. You know, I, I figured you'd be a a Super Bowl party guy all the way. I'm right with you. I, my wife and I both, we want to listen to everything, soak it all in, watch every second of it. And I'm watching it. Uh, I, I got my dad a first-class ticket in his living room, and that's where I'm going to go watch the game at. <laughs> Ted's, Ted's going to remember this. He's going to remember this whole first Oh, class that's not going away. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, quickly, before, it? go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to bring up, I don't know if this is where you were going, but uh, the Olympics, you, you kind of, you brought it up a little bit. Yeah. Again, we're, we're talking about stuff like the Super Bowl or other things like kind of losing their luster. I, have, has the Olympics done that? Like, I, I just remember as a kid, I, I would, I mean, I still enjoy the Olympics. I really do. But it, it's not like appointment television to me anymore. And I don't know if it's because you can see the highlights everywhere or maybe it's partly, I, I know we talked about it with the last Olympics. It's hard to find where to watch it anymore sometimes, but you know, I, I turn it on for, I, you know, here and there, like if there's nothing else to watch, it's like, oh, yeah, Olympics, I'll, I'll watch a little bit. But I don't know, it, like if there's events, like I like the snowboarding, you right. know, so like half pipe and stuff like that. Sean White is out there. Snow, I'll, I'll tune into that. Or I wish hockey, you know, I wish the NHL players were playing hockey. I would watch that. But, you know, so, you know, like, yeah, like, is it appointment television anymore? You know, to me, I don't know. No, not for no. me. Nope. Yeah. It's never been for me. I, I've just never been a big winter Olympics. I, I, I just have never seen the appeal to it. I've tried to get into it. It definitely took a blow this year when the NHL didn't let any of their players go uh, due yeah. to COVID. I mean, the, the the hockey is probably my favorite part. Uh, and, Ted, I'm sure that's with you, too, with, you know, the miracle on ice and everything, oh, yeah. the, the history we have behind it. But, no, i just never been a Winter Olympics guy. It's just not for me. I, 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 I think skiing is cool. Snowboarding is cool. Uh, but the fact that I've only ever done it, you know, maybe once in my whole life, it's hard for me to relate. And I know a lot of people love it, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be a thing. I do think it's a cool event, but it's just not for me personally. Yeah, and I'm kind you of – You don't like the... watching the curling? <laughs> curling is kind of classic. I will – I've definitely yeah. watched that on TV before. If it's on the channels, like if I was a kid and, you know, all I had was cable, 100% I used to watch a Winter Olympics. Uh, but now that there's so many options, Netflix, streaming, yeah. like you said, it's almost impossible to find out when everything is even on, when it's on what channel or app it's on, it just turns me off, but I don't even seek it out anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, and when it's not in a live time zone that, you know, we get a chance to put it on prime time live, that that kind of loses the luster too. And then, you know, if you compare the Summer Olympics to the Winter Olympics, I, myself personally, there's some things in the Winter Olympics, like you said, the, 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 uh, the snowboarding's cool, and I'll sit down and watch ice skating with my wife. It's okay, you know, but in the in the summer games you got races you know i mean the only thing you got in the winter is that what the short track ice skate speed racing otherwise you got two people speed skating against each other and you got these heats it's not like in the summer olympics where they're running on the track and you can actually watch many different races which gives you a little bit more drama i think yep okay and you almost you almost have to be like a a diehard you know of some of these events or a diehard olympic person to watch it yep and then before we move on to a a little tedertainment you know college basketball you know it's again full swing michigan state uh taking on wisconsin tuesday night we're recording this on monday in michigan at penn state seven and nine o'clock games but sparty man got their butts just killed by rutgers a little bit of a surprise i thought yeah, Michigan State, I mean, we all know Michigan State always has those games where mm-hmm. they stumble, even when they're they're playing as well as like they are this year. They always have those games where they stumble, and then you start to question, 
oh, is, is there something wrong with this Spartans team? And I, I think it's a testament to the, the Big Ten is a pretty decent, a pretty good league. You know, like you, not that Michigan is that good this year, but, you know, they almost lost to Nebraska, who was winless in the Big Ten. Right. So, you know, like, you know, all the Big Ten teams are pretty solid. I think, you know, maybe MSU, they, they just kind of slept, walked through that game, and, and they lost. Yeah. But, you know, Michigan, I mean, we've talked about it. And Michigan State's fine, obviously. They're, they're really, they're, they're playing for a one seed, really, if they do well in the Big Ten tournament. But Michigan, man, they're they better wake up and they better win some of these games because I think they really are flirting with missing the tournament. They're on the bubble. Yeah, it, it's man, it was just such a depressing game against Michigan State, and it's weird because that Michigan Michigan State really Michigan Michigan State game, excuse me, really made them look like they were like maybe one of the best teams in the country. And then, like you said, Ted, it just a, a few days later they get their butt whooped. And it just makes Michigan look even worse. Uh, I'm, I'm just having a hard time getting wrapped up in this college basketball season. It's it's a weird experience for me, man. Yeah. Because yeah. we talked about recent pods. I used to just gravitate toward it. Uh, but now I find myself almost forcing myself to watch these games. Like there was uh, Arizona versus UCLA game a, little, a short bit ago. And I was almost like prying my eyes open to, to keep watching it without risking, uh, without changing the channel to the office or some other show. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's still a long season to go. Still a lot of time for Jawan Howard and Tom Izzo to really round these teams into shape, but just was not a good week for either program. No. no. Saw a few signs against Purdue, but still yeah. still have a few weaknesses that they got to shore up if they're going to make it into the tournament and make a run. Well, we'll, t- we'll definitely get more into college basketball and Big Ten basketball in the tournament coming up in future podcasts without a doubt. But let's uh, wrap this thing up with a little entertainment tonight and see what we're watching. We'll be right back with that right after this. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. This portion of the podcast, Entertainment, brought to you by our sponsors. They include Pro Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the ALS Association of Michigan, and Z92.5 The Castle. Well, what do you guys have on uh, entertainment? I know I always have something to talk about. Well, I've been keeping up on, I know we've talked a lot about Yellowstone and then 1883. It's to the point now where they're just dropping one episode a week. So we're, we're keeping up with that. I don't know, Ted, if you have you kept up with 1883 or are you falling behind? I'm one behind. One okay. behind. Yeah. I haven't seen it, this Sundays yet. Basically caught up, but yeah. uh, I, I know we've talked about it, but it, it's still great, Jared. I don't know if you've gotten to it. You're busy, you're working, you're getting ready for vacation, but it's definitely worth it. And I don't know if we said it before, but I would definitely say you don't have to. I think, Ted, maybe you said this. You don't have to have watched Yellowstone to right. watch 1883. And almost, in fact, like you really don't have to. Like if you know nothing about the story, 1883 is perfectly fine. So standalone. Um, and you don't have four or five seasons to kept, catch up on. It's only one season so far. So 1883, very good. Kept up on that. So I would highly recommend it, Jared, and Yellowstone yeah. still. I, I uh, so I haven't yet, I'm going to watch it. It's 100%. I'm not, I'm not just saying that like, oh, I'm going to watch it. But no, I'm going to watch it. Just haven't started it yet. My brother actually watched it. He seems to love it. 
because every time I call him, he basically tries to force me to, his name is Josh. He tries for, tries to force me to call him Josh Dutton, which I think is some <laughs> character from the show or something. What is that guy's whole story? Is he like a badass or something? No, there's no Josh, right? I mean, Dutton is the last name of the, the family. Oh, but there's, so, okay. Maybe that must there's be a Josh. <laughs> There's no Josh Dutton, or he no. just wants to be a part of the family, I guess. So, yeah. so I, I don't even know. That's I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> you oh, know, I, like I said, I guess it just must be the Dutton family. It must be like some pretty badass family or something. I don't know, but no. Uh, so no, Yellowstone, hundred percent on the list. I don't. You guys kind of buried the lead. I thought the big kind of topic we were getting into on this uh, Ted Entertainment tonight was the new Pamela Anderson and <laughs> Tommy. I don't even know his last name to be honest. Uh, from the Tommy band Motley Crew. Let me just point this out from my point of view. I knew that they had you know this big sex tape that leaked you know way back when. Uh, me doing my due diligence as a researcher, I think it's apparently been scrubbed from the internet uh, as far as I could see. But it seems like it's just like uh, like a big time story back when you guys were growing up, Matt and Ted, when you were a little bit more of an adult. It seemed like a huge story when this thing dropped. It's so much so that they're now like making a whole docuseries about it. it seems kind of wild when you think about what the whole idea of the show is. We're going to do a show about the leaking of a sex tape. But I will say, I mean, Pamela Anderson, obviously a lot of people love her. I'm a big fan of her as well. Uh, but I don't know anything about the show. Is it good? Is it worth watching? Even if I'm not really familiar with the whole story. Well, I'll give my thoughts, Ted, before you jump in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. from my memory, um, you know, I was pretty young. Like this is all around when it, when it like actually dropped, this is all around 95, 96 around that time. So, you know, I was only 12, 13, 14 years old, but when I was, when I got to high school and then definitely in college, like how big this tape was, it was still as like big of a deal five, six, seven years later as when it dropped. Because if you remember like Pamela Anderson, she was like, you know, home improvement, you know, like the tool girl. And then she went to Baywatch and Baywatch is where it really, I mean, Baywatch, this is again, just like such an interesting, like, and why this show is interesting, a generational thing. Like Jared, clearly you like, I'm not saying like, you don't get it, but you don't get it. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. Get, I don't like, get it. How big, big of a deal this was. Baywatch was like the biggest deal. It was appointment television. And it was all because it was on late at night or, you know, like you would watch it and it was like kind of risque. And then Pamela Anderson was kind of like the biggest deal. And then, you know, she did Playboy and stuff like that. So it became like this big thing. And like back then, like, you know, nowadays with Instagram and TikTok and like celebrities, you, you basically know what's going on with all these celebrities. Back then, like if a sex tape or if like something leaked, it was like it was the biggest deal in the world. And this this show really highlights that, like how big of a deal it was that they got a hold of this tape. And then just the process of seeing like how they went about releasing it in 1995, like before the Internet was really a thing like it was. But, you know, it was on VHS tape. It wasn't just like, yeah, upload it to Pornhub and, you know, start delivering it to people. It was like you actually have to figure this out. So it, it is really interesting. Seth Rogen's involved. He's one of the characters. He was in, he was one of the producers. So, you know, you, you've got him in it. And then, and then it's, you know, Pamela Anderson and Tommy right. Lee. I mean, it's people playing them. But, um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's they really interesting. There, there's some good comedy. You know, obviously, it's, you know, you get you get a little of the, the sex appeal and stuff like that. But. It's it's definitely well worth the watch. Good breakdown, Matt. I mean, <laughs> that, well, that was pretty good, really. Uh, and, and just to add to it, I've seen the episode one, just where it sets the stage. And Seth Rogen's awesome in, in the first episode as a contractor at Tommy Lee and Pam's house. And uh, it goes from there. And I know the rest of the story. I, yeah. I, I got to say, though, I feel weird, you know. Uh, talking about stuff like this. I mean, I'm a I'm a girl dad and a girl granddad, and it, it's sad that I kind of know this stuff. Like I've seen, I've seen <laughs> yeah, I've seen, you can act like you don't. 
I've seen all the tapes, you know, I've yeah. seen, I've seen this one. I've seen uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, uh, uh, Paris Hilton. I mean, it's, it, it kind of makes me feel a little bit, you know, a little dirty, you know, I think it's, I think it's something that like the people and not everyone watches it. So I'm not saying that, but sometimes I think the people who say they don't watch that stuff, mm-hmm. you're just lying to yourself. Like everyone's curious, especially back That's in the it. day, like with as big of a character, as big of a star as Pam Anderson was, and Tommy Lee, you know, and Tommy Lee, this was a big deal. You know, like this is, it was a big deal. So that's why it's interesting. I will say this, you better be okay with some nudity, male <laughs> and female, if you watch this wow. show. So uh, that that's a little, I mean, you know what you're watching, you know what kind of show, but uh, you better be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, It's funny though. There, there's funny. And then the, the story is just interesting. If you can get past the like sex part of it, the story is actually really interesting. Isn't it something, and maybe this is a spoiler, so don't answer it if it is. Didn't it basically, like, some guy went in their house and stole, like, it wasn't like, you know, stealing it off the internet like people do nowadays, which isn't even that, like, interesting. This guy broke into the house or and essentially, like, just stole, uh, like, a VC- VCR tape, correct? Which I just imagine that guy stumbling on this tape, throwing it in the VCR and, like, his eyes like just become like, like he saw an alien, like when he was watching it uh, in that house. Is that basically what happened? Or is I, mean, like, dead. I was going to say, how would you answer that Matt without a spoiler? Okay, without so, a spoiler. Right, I mean, so, right. Don't yeah. say it then. Okay. Uh, all right. That, that I might've just spoiled it for people, but especially, especially cause you don't know the story. If right. you don't know the story that would spoil a lot of stuff for you. So, right. but right. I think it has been documented. I think right. uh, to wrap this part up, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we all know about the Pam and Tommy tape, right? Everybody does. Everybody knows about that, but this whole backstory about how it got released and you know, how it happened and why that's what I find the most interesting. It's well done. And the acting is what I've seen so far is really well done too. Yeah. The two, the two people who play Pam and Tommy, I think do a really good job. And then Seth Rogen's character is just, you know, he's, he's really good. So Nick off Nick Offerman too. Nick Offerman's in it. So, you know, I would definitely, uh, recommend it maybe after your your trip coming up jared you know get get on that yep. but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what i'm keeping up with we're, we're going back and forth 1883 pam and tommy that that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're doing ted i know you're probably what, what what's on your queue on hbo max h well I've, i'm still i haven't i haven't been caught up to the latest euphoria yet i'm oh. i don't know what jared thinks about season two we talked about it a little bit I, has it jumped the shark i mean was was the most recent episode if you've seen it or heard about it has it picked up a little bit because i thought season one was pretty good season two i don't know it's a lot of the same old stuff yeah i i agree like in terms of what we've seen so far season two it's entertaining you know i'm not gonna lie that i'm not sitting there glued to the screen and you know looking forward to it every week but it it, i'm just curious to see where they're going with this Mm -hmm. they could pull it all together by you know season two's finale but in terms of like comparing the first four or five episodes of season one and the first four or five episodes of season two not even close. Season one beats it way out of the water. It almost seems like it's not realistic in season two. Yeah. Like what's going on? The love interests, like these people would not be drawn to each other. And and this wouldn't have be happening the way it happens. That's the way I view it now. Uh, but like I said, still a lot of time for them to pull it together. I'm still very entertained and I still have not seen the most recent episode. I'm actually planning on watching it tonight. Uh, so we'll see uh, more updated, uh, review to come next week but it's a good show you know maybe it loses its appeal with all the nudity and everything like that um to some people but i'm in on it i like it and it's it's sort of run into the problem where you start comparing it to you know the great shows that have come on hbo uh in the past whether it's game of thrones or this or that where they get the the super you know 
big draw in the audience. And then as soon as they get the audience, it sort of like kind of craps the bed. Uh, we'll see. I think that's kind of where we're going, where it's sort of like Game of Thrones, the final season of that, where as soon as everyone was watching it and everyone was talking about it, it sort of started to suck. As soon as, you know, your your older uncle jumps on the show, <laughs> that's when you know maybe it's not as cool as it once was. But we'll see. I don't know. It, like I said, still a lot of time to figure its footing out in this season. I'm interested to see where it's going, but I'd be lying if I wasn't nervous about where it's heading. It must be doing okay, though, because I think I just saw that it's already signed yep, up for season, season three. three. So it's doing okay couple other quick ones for you guys i saw on amazon prime a documentary about val kilmer now you remember him i'm sure matt yeah uh, of course he was in top gun and he was uh uh he was jim morrison in the doors yeah. he's yep. a great actor but this documentary, and the, the best one the best one which one is that he was in he was in tombstone ah right Doc that's, Holliday, that's one of my favorite right? movies i mean so he's I'm your huckleberry fantastic actor what so you he, you don't I don't know, know any of those movies. Oh, you're missing some good ones, Jared. We'll have to hook <laughs> you up. All right. Yeah. But the documentary oh, was, was was very, uh, how do I want to put it? It was sad because. Yeah, Del- he had a rough life, right? He, after, yeah, he had some rough health issues with throat cancer and uh, what's going on with him right now. What they actually did is the documentary was really well done. His son narrated his parts. His voice was just like Val Kilmer. It was hmm. it was. Very well done. So if you get a chance and you're interested at all in Val Kilmer's life, I thought it was it was really, really good. But yeah. the one the one final uh, show I want to tell you about, I don't remember if I mentioned it before, but uh, Ricky Gervais on Netflix, he has a show called Afterlife. It is tremendous. Three thumbs up all the way. It's about a, a guy, Ricky Gervais's age, who loses his wife to cancer and how he deals with it. And it's it's sad. It's it, it's got comedy. It just it has everything. It's basically a half hour series, and uh, I've seen the first two seasons. We're just starting to watch season three. I couldn't recommend it any higher. It's really, really good. It's on HBO. It's on Netflix. I, I would be interested in that. Um, I know Ricky Gervais. He's insanely talented writer and everything. But the Val Kilmer thing. I mean, clearly another generation. Jared completely right. checked out when we talk about yeah, Val Kilmer. I, I did. I, All right. He again. He he was one of those actors, especially with Top Gun, Tombstone. You know, The Doors. He he had some huge, and then he you know went through health health issues and stuff. But yeah, he was a megastar. He was a megastar there for a while. Yeah, he was like right there with I don't know who nowadays would you compare him to? I mean, Channing Tatum or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's from the same generation as as DiCaprio, right? Basically, right. Uh, and Tom Cruise. Yeah. So. So it's it's worth the watch if you like documentaries. Documentaries. Yeah. You you love documentaries. I can appreciate I it. There is something to be said about a really good documentary. The fact that it's you know it's true and all that sort of stuff. Where if you can pull it together, I mean, we saw it with like Last Dance, where it just it, it captivated me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was like you know a, a little kid watching those things. I can't imagine what it felt like for like Matt. You know, basically reliving what his childhood was like. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's something to be said about a great documentary that really uh, can draw you in. It, it's and funny. And it's- it's kind of with this Pam and Tommy, not not trying to get back to it, but you know, you have the sure story of what happened. But it <laughs> it's like the background, the, the right. how everything unfolded. It is like super interesting to see. Like like it wasn't just like stealing it from the internet, like people do now, hacking into someone's cloud and stealing something. Like that, the story of what happened is really interesting. Here's a quick question before we wrap up, fellas. I mean, Jared went again. away. 
spotlight. No, I'm here. I don't know. My light just went <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm back. Don't kill I... your car battery. We don't. We don't need another car story here. Whoa, <laughs> having some technical problems. Yeah, the car. I think the battery just went out. Uh, luckily, it started back up. But well, I'll uh, make. Right, I'll, I'll make a. I'll make a quick thought. Do you guys read things on Kindle? Do you read everything on social media? Do either one of you read books anymore? Because I was going to say I like documentaries. And when I when I read something, I like to read biographies too, autobiographies or biographies. That's kind of my go-to read. Yeah, I'm the same way. So, I'm either reading, you know, something that's like self-help, uh, autobiography, biography. I don't really read fiction, and and maybe that's yeah. problem because I do love fictional books. It's all I used to read when I was a little kid, but maybe I just don't have the imagination I used to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, I don't read much fiction, but if there's a good biography, like Dave Grohl, uh, you know, Foo Fighters lead singer. He just wrote a book about kind of his stories of his career, and it was amazing. The, the Foo Fighters are one of my favorite bands, and I, I really like Dave Grohl. And um, so when he released that book, it was like, boom, I'm, I'm reading that right away. So, um, yeah, stuff like that's really interesting. Yeah, well, you guys know how much I like the Beatles and how I, I was really looking forward to get back that documentary. And then I just happened to sign up for Hulu, and I see they had like a three-parter with Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney that's just unbelievable how in-depth he goes on the whole Beatles trip. So that, you know, I won't, I won't spend any more time recommending it, but it was very well done. And I've got, I can't wait to watch the uh, final two or three episodes. So I'm going to see, now I'm going to blow your mind with this Shangri-La, the famous like recording studio of Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin's a legend. That is a yeah. guy I do know about. Uh, okay. So uh, I, maybe that one might actually draw me in because he is an all-time character. And he does the interview of Paul McCartney. So I think you might enjoy wow. it. Yes, you'd learn all yep, about the Beatles. Um, that's how you I'm, I'm marking it down right now. There Perfect. One final thing, boys. I, uh, I've i started. I, I downloaded the app, TikTok. I see what you mean. Oh, God. Fun. It's hard to get off it. You know, and I, I'm very, I don't know what to do, guys. You tell me. Because you're. are you supposed to hit the like button or the love button, and then it will start doing the algorithm yes. for you? Right. I'm scared to do it because the thing. I, I hope it doesn't disappear, but there's all these women on there and doing it. The more the I more stuff you like, the more women you're going to see. Or well, I haven't liked any of it yet, but it comes up automatic. I just well, started. yeah, and if yeah. if you watch the videos too, like if you spend time watching videos, that oh, goes into it? your algorithm. So that's why that's why people say like you know I, I don't know about all the 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 teenagers dancing or all the the women oh. that are on there or whatever. Well, it just hasn't fallen into your algorithm. Or if you do, clearly you like those videos or you watch oh, those videos because I'm in I'm in trouble. Yeah, like I mean, I'd been, and I'm not gonna lie, I actually did get in trouble for this. Uh, I, I don't ever get on TikTok other than you know to like honestly, like here or there. If somebody sends me a TikTok, then maybe I'll find myself like scrolling on it for a few minutes. But other than right. that, I don't ever like just go into the app. Uh, but my girlfriend was like, "Hey, like let's watch your TikTok, see what's on it." Uh -oh. uh, just like as she was like obviously thinking it was just like sports or something. <laughs> and I kid you not, probably the first like ten videos were all girls, and that didn't end well. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's not like you're gonna cheat on her with it. You're just right, you know, right. watching some videos or whatever. But there is so yes, there is that. But there's a ton of super funny. Yeah, you know, like people are hilarious on there, but also like interesting, like cooking. You know, if you're yep. into cooking, there's oh, sports stuff. You know, I've so there is some the like, super stuff, interesting. Cooking and yeah. handy, handyman stuff's been kind of interesting. See yep. how how that works. Yeah. So no, you, now you'll I find yourself another... you'll find yourself sitting there, and next thing you know, it's a half hour later, and you're still watching, and you're like, oh, I gotta get off this thing. Oh, it's, it's yeah. actually whatever you're happened. looking for on TikTok, you can curate it. That's what that's what always cracks me up when people say they hate it. It doesn't matter, man. Whatever you're into, whatever you like, there is a TikTok like 
curation automation Ooh. for you. So you yeah. just got to find it. Just what I needed. Another time suck, but I am semi-retired. <laughs> so what the hell? Yep. We're, right? we're keeping you young. We're keeping you young, Ted. Well, then for another year or so. Have you stumbled on like the super seventies sports TikTok? That I already know it's right up your alley. Might as well no, I haven't. Can I search for it? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, there that's one of my favorite sites on Twitter. There yeah, you though. go. That's yeah. uh that's a nice little one throwing the uh the TikTok uh reel. All right, there I'll I, maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I should wrap this up now <laughs> so I can do that. Does that sound yeah. all right? Yeah. All right, guys. Another fun one. We're Jared, we can't wait to hear about your trip, that's for sure. Definitely, we'll talk off yep. air on when we're going to record if you survive. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some notes from uh, the Waste Management Open, what I see, what what transpires uh, for the podcast for next week. Sounds yeah. good. Definitely tell your brother, Josh, uh, we're passing on our best to him, okay? I'm sure it's going to be a blast, and I know he's looking forward to having you guys out there. All right, everybody. Oh, yeah. Follow us at 3 Point Pod. Let our partners know you listen in and enjoy the show. They include Pro Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, the ALS Association of Michigan, and Z92.5 The Castle. Tune in live on Z92.5 this Friday night, February 11th, as Lake Fenton travels to the warehouse to take on the Owasso Trojans. You can hear all that action coming up. Also, until next time, for Jared Patel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Patel saying so long, everybody, and bye just for now.